SVB, Bitcoin, and your IRA. Everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And today's Adam Talks, you know I had to do it. Had to deal and address SVB impact on cryptos, your IRA, your IRA money. Just had to comment and opine on the started off as a mini banking crisis that uh, almost led us to the edge of abyss. So um, just for the record, I am okay with what the gov did. I'm not a big fan of bailouts, but I, I really truly believe they had to do it. Um, but what I'll do is kind of explain how we got here and talk about the resilience of Bitcoin, which has been, I think, one of the biggest surprises of this whole crisis is Bitcoin was pretty much left for dead. Uh, the higher interest rate environment really spooked many Bitcoin investors, FTX and you know, all the other crypto messes. Um, and, you know, a lot of people just kind of moved away from cryptos. It was AI. Everything was chat GPT. No one even talked about Bitcoin anymore. And then, bam, SVB happened. Uh, had a run on the bank, Silvergate. Um, and bam, Credit Suisse, First Republic, Signature. And Bitcoin goes up to you know, 25, 26,000 from under 20 in a week and a half. It's up through the core of the banking crisis, like seven, eight um, percent outperforming gold and outperforming the S&P 500. So it's been super resilient. And we'll talk about uh, retirement accounts, how safe are they and, and what it means for uh, retirement investors after SVB. So just a quick recap. You probably understand at this point what happened uh, to SVB. I'm going to focus on SVB and not a signature um, or um, other crypto banks and definitely not Credit Suisse, which has had problems for many, many years. Uh, this Credit Suisse thing is not new. The First Republic thing um, kind of is somewhat close resonating with SVB, um, but let's focus on SVB. So what happened? SVB was a Silicon Valley bank, really. Um, Silicon Valley Bank. It was essentially marketed to startups and venture capital funds. And it was essentially an ecosystem for them. I, I actually didn't realize this. I, I started learning more about this a few weeks ago. Why? Because one of my good friends, um, my, my kid's best friend's mom um, had money tied in there. And I was like, why? You live in Florida. Why, why do you get tied into SVB? And she's like, well, they forced us to use the bank. You know, I raised money for my startup. And we had no choice. They made us use the bank. The venture capital fund made us use the bank. Um, and I never thought anything of it. It's the 16th largest bank in the United States, almost 200 billion in assets. Like who cares, right? Who cares? It's safe. So bank, she had more than 250K in there and, and her business would have failed. Honestly, if this bailout didn't happen, from what I heard, 40,000 plus businesses uh, could have gone bankrupt. Um, many venture capital funds uh, would have uh, struggled if not, I had to close shop and uh, millions of investors would have lost their money. So this was, uh, you know, basically a do or die type moment. And I think they, the Fed um, understood this and I think acted accordingly. They had that weekend uh, to make a decision and they did. They looked to find a buyer, they couldn't. And then I think they did what they had to and basically just guaranteed uh, the positive over the 250. So I mentioned just going back to what happened. It's it's an ecosystem for startups. Uh, basically, what they would do is they give you um, 
bank account, they um, give you a mortgage. Uh, and on top of that, if you, let's say, raise $10 million, they would lend you $5 million more on that $10 million and say, okay, keep the $5 million on the bank, but that would give you a bigger run rate with that $10 million. So you'd have more cash to kind of spend because you'd have that $5 million loan. And about 10% of their portfolio was, was these warrants that they would take in return for uh, some of these loans. What also happened, not just to SVB, but to every other bank, is higher interest rates, right? Interest rates went in a year, essentially doubled. And if you were on the wrong side of long-term treasuries, you were going to lose a lot of money. And that's what happened to SVB. And um, some, some folks think there's, there's lots of other banks that are on the same, have the same bet. The only problem with SVB is somehow they, they kind of made long-term bets with uh, interest rates. Um, some, I've heard three years, 10-year notes. And then when interest rates started escalating rapidly over the last year, their investments were underwater. And basically what happened is venture capital, since this is a very focused venture capital type bank, started drying up, right? Venture capital funds raised like 65% less money than the year before. Uh, they weren't funding new startups. A lot of new startups were having trouble raising more money. They were um, slowing their burn rate. Deposits were dwindling. This bank went from like 65 billion to 200 billion in three years. So venture capital, easy money was the catalyst for that. So all that happened, deposits shrinking, and now they need to come up with more cash for deposits. Problem is their investments are underwater. So they have to lose, basically sell their investment at a $2 billion loan. They announced that to the market at the same time they're trying to raise funds with Goldman Sachs. Um, and then individuals like Peter Thiel and some other venture capital folks are basically saying, pull your money out. And they had a $42 billion run in their bank in um, about 36 to 48 hours. And at that point, the regular stepped in Friday morning, closed, closed it up. And thankfully, by a Sunday night, they announced that there's going to be a full guarantee before markets open. So we're basically uh, in a situation now is that do we have FDIC insurance for 250K of deposits? Uh, I'm not sure. I honestly think if you're at a top 15 bank, you're probably uh, guaranteed unlimited deposits, which um, is helpful. Um, I'm not sure I'll bank on it, but I think regional banks are going to struggle. I think more and more small businesses, uh, individuals who have more than 250K are going to spread their money out or they're just going to leave a chunk of it at big banks, the top 10 banks, right? So IRA Financial, we we have our omnibus at Capital One, which is the you know, eighth largest bank in the United States. We also have multiple omnibuses. So we have the ability to spread out clients' money uh, so it's under 250,000 at various omnibuses. So that gives uh, clients more comfort. The interesting thing with self-directed IRAs, and then I'll get to Bitcoin, is that most self-directed IRA clients just leave a small percentage of their um, assets in cash, right? They're, they're using this vehicle to make alternative asset investments like real estate or gold or Bitcoin. So the cash is there not for 20 years, right? It could be there for a week, a month, six months, but um, it's generally you know moving in and moving out. So what some clients have done is they try to always stay in their 250. They'll have to spread it over different omnibuses. But for example, let's say you are wanting to do a million dollar real estate deal. Some clients will, and this even happened pre-SVB. Uh, this happened over the last 10 years that they would say, okay, we're going to move in 250. Alec, send it to the fund. We're going to move in our 250. And they'll just do, the, do that over a four or five day period to get to that million bucks. So they're always under the 250. Remember, if you're under 250, you have nothing uh, to worry about, right? You're always going to be um, safe. So 
that is um, you know what, what some clients have done. Others just feel safe. Obviously, Capital One's the eighth largest bank. Uh, if, if God forbid that something drastic happens there, like we're in bigger trouble than we know of. Um, and now, how's it tying to Bitcoin? So Bitcoin has, has been up over seven percent this month. It's been resilient, as I mentioned. Um, investors that, which got spooked by FTX and other you know bad actors in the crypto space have turned to Bitcoin to say, okay, if I can't trust the bank, I want to diversify some of my cash outside of the U.S. banking system, I'm going to buy cryptos and maybe even push it off an exchange or just hold it, but I want to diversify. And gold has also done remarkably well. It's up about 6% over the last month. Uh, but Bitcoin, considering where it came from, you know, gold's been stable over the last year or so. It's pretty much been flat to up a little bit, or Bitcoin was down drastically prior to the SVB crisis. So the, all the gains for Bitcoin have been really since SVB happened, the last two weeks. Okay, if, you, if I was doing this podcast prior to SVB, you know, Bitcoin would not be up 7% this month. So that's been the very interesting development in all this. Um, IRA investors, there's really nothing to worry about. Um, I think the US banking system is probably the, the safest it is now because of the fact that the Fed is so focused on it and essentially going to guarantee all their deposits. IRA investments are not guaranteed. I just want to be clear. If you buy Bitcoin or gold or real estate in your IRA, the Fed doesn't guarantee that. They guarantee your cash. Okay. So if you have more than 250K IRA financial, like honestly, like I mentioned, I don't think FDIC insurance is capped at 250 anymore. I think that's gone for now. So you're good, but you can have us move it over different omnibuses. Like we're happy to do that. And you'll, you'll have the 250 um, you know, per account because the omnibus is an REIN. So the way omnibus pass through FDIC insurance is it passes through it to each um, you know, individual under our omnibus. So we have multiple omnibuses so we can spread that 250 out, which um, you know is, is helpful to some investors. Um, others like me, like I think this is the safest time right now to be a banker, uh, our bank deposits, because of the fact that if they bailed SVB out, they're bailing, you know, First Republic, which is the 12th largest bank, heavy California real estate uh, presence. Uh, we just saw now JP Morgan, Bank of America, some of the other players, you know, infused 30 billion in there. And uh, the banks are working together to uh, stabilize the, their uh, finances. And really, it's the catalyst has been the quick, quick increase in interest rates, which we haven't seen in 40 years. Right. We my lifetime, I don't remember I wasn't working in, in the 80s. I don't remember a high interest rate environment. Um, so this is unique to a lot of folks. And the fact that interest rates went up so fast, unfortunately, some of the banks that had investments in, in longer term, I don't want to say long term, longer term treasuries, you know, got squeezed and kind of that's what happened with SVB. They had a run on the bank and then less deposits than they, they expected. And the really a process for destruction. So um, it's interesting. Um, I think the Fed did what they did and needed to do to kind of stabilize things. I think there still could be a little bit of, of turmoil and turbulence, but I think you know, I think we made it through the rough patches. Uh, Bitcoin has been resilient, and I think that ties into SVB. And from an IRA standpoint, um, obviously, you know it's important to protect our assets. The good thing is that you know IRA Financial and other self-directed custodians have omnibuses, which allow you to have pass-through FDIC insurance and can be spread over multiple accounts. Um, I'm proud of our relationship with Capital One, eighth biggest bank, and I, I think that serves uh, our clients 
very well. And then obviously when you invest the funds, you're not having any type of you know, FDIC insurance risk because the investment's allocated, whether it's equities, Bitcoin, gold, uh, or real estate. So just wanted to touch on, on this crisis. You know, I had to. Um, first couple of days, uh, I was scared. This was probably the third scariest point in my life, or fourth. I guess first was 9-11, um, which wasn't a financial thing, but that was just scary. 08 was scary. Then COVID, March 2020, that was super scary. And then I would put this up there as, as the fourth scariest. So hope you guys enjoyed today's uh, podcast. Uh, appreciate you spending some time with me today. And I look forward to chatting with you again next uh, Wednesday. Take care and have uh, an amazing day. Thanks.